You have to stand up before you can see if anything good is going to happen. And number two, you can never underestimate the one who controls the agenda. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org. Now, Get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. This made me laugh, so I'm going to share this with you right here. Okay, the woman's husband had been slipping in and out of a coma for several months. Yet she had stayed by his bedside every single day. One day, when he finally came to, he motioned for her to come close. As she sat by him, he whispered with his eyes full of tears, You know what? You've been with me through all the bad times. When I got fired, you were there to support me. When my business failed, you were right there. When we lost the house, you stuck right beside me. And now, when my health is failing, you're still by my side. And you know what else? What, dear, she gently said as she leaned over? I think you're bad luck. I can't help it. I liked it. A few years ago, I received a letter from a top executive at Walmart that invited me to a special meeting. In fact, it required me to be there. The letter said that Walmart would be sharing its future plans with the entire sporting goods industry. And at the bottom of the letter, it said, bring your latest new product to show us. Well, I thought that was kind of strange. We had already shown Walmart all of our latest stuff, and they hadn't bought any of it. But my brother Glenn and I put our heads together, and we came up with a new product idea just in case I was put into a position where I had to have something to show. So I get to Walmart headquarters, and I go to this large auditorium to find hundreds of executives from just about every sporting goods company in America, And after the CEO of Walmart spoke for a few minutes, the executive over Sporting Goods grabbed the microphone and screamed, Who has a new product to show us? Well, to my absolute amazement, nothing happened. Complete silence in the auditorium. Finally, after what seemed to be an eternity, I stood up. And the executive said, Hello, Bob. What do you have to show us? So I pulled this product out of a little plastic bag, and I began to sh- a little show and tell about it. And before I even finished, he said, I love it. We'll buy it. We'll take 40,000 units. I sat down in shock. I couldn't believe I got the order. Then, as he kept talking, it hit me, and the light went off in my head. I had just received a huge order 
not because Walmart was impressed with my product and certainly not because my sales pitch was very smooth, but simply because I was the first to stand up. You see, I had fit into their agenda that day. They were wanting to make a point to their suppliers that they could make a quick decision. And I was the beneficiary of that agenda. Well, I learned two very important life lessons that day. The first one is this. You have to stand up before you can see if anything good is going to happen. And number two, you can never underestimate the one who controls the agenda. Now, I guess I could have learned that lesson a little earlier in life if I had paid attention to the scriptures because there's a story that takes place on an ancient battlefield with thousands of Philistines on one side and thousands of Israelites on the other, cowering in fear to an intimidating giant. But there was one shepherd boy who wasn't afraid to stand up and step out in the name of God Almighty to fulfill his destiny, bring honor to God and victory to his people. Young David knew who controlled the agenda, you see. But nothing good would have happened that day if he didn't stand up first. You know, we like to think that David was special, but David was just a man with special faith. And God can use you and me today just like he used David then. I know many of you have hopes and dreams and a vision for your future. Maybe today is your day to stand up and step out in Jesus' name. Are you effectively communicating with God? Coming up next, Bobby will talk about a few things that you can do to reconnect with the Lord. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I thought you all would enjoy this little story. This is supposed to be true. Here you go. Since there are more churches in Las Vegas than there are casinos, 
It's very common for the churchgoers to contribute casino chips in the offering instead of cash. And since they come from so many different casinos and they're worth money, the Catholic Church in Las Vegas is required to send all the casino chips to the diocese for sorting. So once they sort them into their respective casino chips, they appoint one junior priest to take the chips around to all the casinos and exchange them for cash. And since he's a regular visitor to all the casinos, they all know him and refer to him. Are you ready for this? The chip muck. Can I talk about communication for just a minute? You know, we all think we communicate better today than we ever have. I mean, we've got cell phones, we've got text messaging, we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, we've got email, we even got video conferencing, FaceTime. So I think it's true that we can communicate better with each other than ever before. In fact, most of us are never out of touch with our inner circle of family and friends. But the question that I have for you today is, are you effectively communicating with God. Because if you don't feel like you are, then I'm going to remind you of a few things that you can do to reconnect better with the Lord. Because He wants to communicate with you so much that He gave us all the tools that we need to keep the lines open and to stay in touch with Him. The first thing we want to do when we need to communicate with God is to do something very natural. And that's to just start talking. Just talk to Jesus. Now, it could be just as easy to say, just pray, but I'd rather tell you to just talk. You see, when you meet up with one of your friends, you start talking. You don't immediately start unloading all your problems and your requests on them, or at least you shouldn't. No, you begin a dialogue to find out what's going on with them. And then you tell them what's going on with you. And the Lord wants you to talk to him the same way. And yeah, he already knows what's going on with you. But he wants to hear it from you anyway. That's how he knows that you're communicating. Those of you who were here on a Sunday a few weeks ago, when many of of you were on a mission trip, including most of the pastors... We'll remember that Pastor Vic was scheduled to speak. But when he got up here to the pulpit, he just started praying. And he just kept praying. And after a while, we finally figured out that he was just going to keep praying until something happened. And you know what? Something did. Everyone started talking to God. And you could feel God's presence in this place. Lives were touched, people were healed. People were restored, and it all started when Pastor Vic just started talking to God. Something else that we can do when we're having trouble communicating with God is to start talking about Jesus. About Jesus. You see, when we start talking to him and when we start talking about him, then Jesus naturally starts being more centered in our life. And that's what we really want. 
He's the MIP, the most important person in our lives. And you can't talk about Jesus without reaffirming over and over how amazing that he is. And finally, when we're struggling to communicate with God, we need to return to his word. You see, the Bible is God's written communication to us. When we talk to him and we talk about him, the word of God is talking to us. And whatever we go through in life, we can find God's counsel in his word. And when we read his word, we can also find that God will inspire his word and speak directly into our life. The words are truth. The words are rock solid. And when we put the word in our heart, you know what it does? It opens up our communication with God. You know, it's, it's no wonder to me that the word says that David was a man after God's own heart. When you read the book of Psalms, you'll find a man in David that's passionate about communicating with God. He talked to him. He wrote songs to him. And then he sang those songs. He praised him and he confided everything to God. David said this, Praise the Lord, O my soul, with all my innermost being. Praise his holy name. So this morning, just keep talking to the Lord. Just keep talking about the Lord and keep discovering the Word. And I promise you that you will reestablish your natural communication with the Lord and you'll grow and you'll be blessed. In Jesus' name. Did you know that Jesus is a people watcher? Stay tuned to hear how Jesus notices the little things that you may think are not noticed by anyone. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim, at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. But first, let me ask you, how many of you consider yourself people watchers? I thought so, you know, whether, whether we admit it or not. One of the most entertaining things that we do is observe other people, isn't it? I mean... A lot of times when we go to a sporting event or something that has a 
a big crowd, we come away with a story about something we saw someone do or say or someone who looks silly. And that's because people really are interesting to watch. And you can learn a lot about people by just watching them. Well, it so happens, what I want to talk about for a minute is that the Bible gives us a great teaching on the value of being a generous giver that starts with Jesus being a people watcher. How many knew that Jesus was a people watcher? Oh, you didn't either. I just told you. But it started when Jesus was teaching at the temple all day. Now, the temple was a big place, and it was the most magnificent building of its time. And there were these big crowds who were hanging on to his every word. But when it came time for the offering, the word said that Jesus went out and sat down opposite where the offering was, and he watched the people as they came and put their money in the offering box. And it says that he observed that many rich people came and threw in large amounts of money. But the next three verses are where Jesus was going with this exercise. Here's what it said. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. For they gave out of their wealth. But she, out of her poverty, put in everything she had. Now, I know that most of you have heard this famous story. It's known as the widow's mite. And the normal takeaway from this story is one of compassion for the poor, poverty-stricken widow who loves God so much that she gives away her much-needed last few cents. But I submit to you this morning that if that is all that you learn from this story, you literally miss the gold that Jesus intended for you to find in it. The first thing about this story that's important is that Jesus cares about how you and I respond to the offering. He made a point to take a break from teaching the people to watch and see what they gave. And we need to understand that he still cares about how and what we give when we get the opportunity. And it has nothing to do with the church needing money. Now, I've said this before, but in case you missed it, God doesn't need our money. The Word says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and the Word says the silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord. Every wisdom in the Word about giving is there to test us to trust God for every blessing that he has for us. Jesus was watching the widow give her offering that day, and he's watching you when you give yours today right here. The second important lesson in this story is that Jesus explains that giving is a proportionate principle. Now, Jesus didn't say that the rich people who who gave a lot of money out of their surplus were bad people or that they were greedy. But what he meant was that on a scale of 1 to 10 in generosity, the rich people were a 1 and the widow was a 10. Because their gift was a lot, but it was insignificant in proportion to what they had. 
And hers was significant because it was all that she had. So in these scriptures, the Lord isn't saying you have to give everything you have to be generous. He's just drawing the clear distinction that generosity isn't measured by the amount that you give. But, that, but by the amount you give of what you have. By the amount you give of what you have. Giving is a proportionate principle. But here you go. The most important, powerful lesson to learn from this story that you can apply to your life today is that once you understand that giving is a proportionate principle, you know from other promises in the word that receiving is a proportionate principle too. One of my favorite scriptures is one I use often in Luke chapter 6. The Lord said this, Give, and it shall be given to you in good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over and poured into your lap. But that's not the end of that verse. Here's the best part, the most powerful part. Here's the rest of it. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Yeah, that's what, that's what he said. It will be measured to you. You know, the story of the widow's might is just four little verses in the Bible. And the Lord doesn't mention her name or the names of any of the rich people who gave. But I can tell you something else about her this morning. She was not the one to be pitied. For as the Lord pointed out, she invested more in the kingdom of God that day than all the rest. I believe that she knew what, what she was doing. She purposed in her heart to give. And she knew the enormous blessing that she would receive as a result of her giving. And she knew something good would happen to her in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. 
That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.